17 minutes uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, tonight in our headline segment, uh, we uh, check in uh, with uh, the uh, utility, uh, I guess uh, our port utility, if I can call it that, the Transit National Port Authority, TNPA, uh, who are are saying that they're looking for a terminal operator to finance, refurbish, operate and maintain and transfer a liquid bulk terminal specializing in LPG, liquefied petroleum gas, uh, for a 25-year concession at the port of Durban. And, uh, yeah, it makes sense of uh, what this will involve. Of course, uh, we understand that uh, requests uh, for information uh, were issued uh, to a very favorable response uh, sometime last year, 19 companies responding, and uh, uh, TNPA saying that this is demonstrative of an appetite to invest in this project. Uh, which, uh, of course, will also contribute uh, to the uh, Integrated Resource Plan and its aim to uh, uh, put onto the grid 3,000 megawatts worth of gas investments by 2027. And joining me on the line tonight to talk about this is Executive Manager for Utilities out at TNPA, and that is uh, Tandogazi Nguma Moyo. So, Tandogazi, good evening. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening, Ayabonga. Jatembo pilila, ma'am. Uh, let's maybe just talk uh, because I think for me very interesting you know uh, uh, um, issue at play here and I guess this uh, request you're putting out to the market to get a terminal operator uh, it does raise a lot of questions I guess uh, for many of ourselves and even for our listeners because uh, when we talk about you know this model of financing refurbishing operating maintaining and then ultimately I assume after a 25 year period transferring it back to TNPA. Um, what does this involve? Is this how often, you know, uh, massive capital investments of this kind in this terminal uh, would be made? Uh, and if so, I mean, you know, is this the kind of thing that is often done? Yeah. So- mm. and, and I'm also quite interested, I mean, in this, uh, this whole sort of finance, build, operate, and then transfer. And also what this idea of a concession is, just, just for the benefit of our Pula Pulibetu, we might not understand uh, what that is. When we talk about a concession, uh, it's you guys going into the market for what? So basically, a concession is where we are looking for a partner to come and provide, or rather say, do an operation or a, an activity. But because the, the amount of the investment requires additional capacity or support, then we get mm. someone to come and do this operation within your, your, your land. But you still, as the port authority, because our role as DNPA is that of an authority and a landlord, we still maintain that role. So, 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 so you do an operation within our land, and obviously there's a lot of commercial transactions that, that happens, and then mm. the asset then reverts back to us, but it is still in, in our land. So we're not necessarily relinquishing our role as an authority. That still remains because this is done under an agreement for a specific uh, period of time, and which could be uh, discussed to be even longer depending on the type of project. Mm, mm. So so in a nutshell here, any privatized, this is not a, like a privatization <laughs> undertaking because explicitly there's an expectation that after, say, a quarter of a century, they, that this will be returned to the uh, national utility, and of course, the national utility at that stage may so decide to take it out on concession again. Yeah, 
Definitely. It's not it's not privatization at all. It's actually a partnership model. Mm, mm. Yes. So let's pause there just for a second, Sistano uh, Raz, and take a brief break. When we come back, uh, I want us just to unpack uh, this whole storyline around LNG, its role in the IRP, but also, I guess, you know, the type of capital investment in refurbishment that is required there in Richards Bay to repurpose that, I guess, pipeline in order to take in LNG imports and uh, I guess I would assume also, you know, to uh, funnel those to where it is that they would be needed. Yes, oh, sure, definitely. Yeah, nine minutes it is before 8pm. We are in discussion with TNPA, Transnet National Ports Authority, joined by the Executive Manager for Utilities at TNPA, Tando Moyo, and uh, we uh, talk about uh, LNG, liquefied natural gas, and uh, t- this after TNPA uh, went out to market uh, looking for suitable uh, terminal operators um, and uh, yeah, private strategic partners here who would be able to operate uh, LNG, liquid natural gas terminal, at the port of Richards Bay for a period of 25 years. And this, of course, will involve designing, developing, financing, constructing, operating and maintaining the terminal infrastructure and the equipment uh, in the Southern Dunes precinct, while uh, the TNPA will also develop some of this infrastructure. Now, Sustan, because we understand that the split insofar as capital requirements here, uh, 30% you are coming with up front and 70% is expected to come through uh, from the uh, partners here. Does that then subsequently influence the terms on which uh, the uh, contracts to uh, operate and subsequently transfer it uh, are then subsequently priced. So because 70%, so I put in 70 cents in every rand, you put in 30 cents in every rand, does that influence the amount that is then due to me as the concessionaire after the thing is built? Um, look, the, the, the whole spirit of um, the a certain portion of us, I think maybe just touching there, uh, Ayabonga, um, a certain portion being being from our side is just to show commitment into the project. And of course, in terms of the concession fee itself, uh, it will have a certain influence because that will only be, um, it will, will, in terms of how that is structured and there are details in how that is done. So uh, it will be based on what um, you will be paying to us as the concessionaire for you being in the port, so so to some extent, um, it does have a it does have an, an influence. Okay, all right. Now, now I guess the other thing that um, you know many South Africans would be interested in um, is th- when we talk about LNG. Um, it's quite clear we've mentioned it as part of our uh, IRP, three thousand megawatts expected to come online. Are there other private sector users of this LNG? Uh, and if so, maybe just talk us through some of the other places where this type of gas would be would be uh, put to good use. Yes. Yeah, so if you if you look at at the present moment, South Africa has got about because LNG is mostly used in um, what we call an open cycle gas turbine. Oh yeah. And of of, of course, as a picking uh, power plant. And it could also be used in a combined cycle gas turbine. But if you look at South Africa now, it currently has about seven open cycle gas turbines. Mm. That is, uh, we're not talking about a new power station now that is in the IRP itself, but we've got the seven uh, OCGT power plants that are currently using diesel and which have in themselves an opportunity to convert into using liquefied natural gas, mainly mm. because we know the cost of diesel uh, versus uh, uh, gas itself they are slightly much higher. 
So, so, and they are, we know for, for a fact that they are, there's work in progress of converting some of those OCGD plants to, and their technologies that they're currently using uh, could be retrofitted to include natural, liquefied natural gas. Mm. Now, over and above those uh, OCGD plants, there are other industrial uses of liquefied natural gas. Uh, so that, in, that is in as far as other uses, and of course, globally. Uh, liquefied natural gas is being used in South Africa. At the moment, it's also used in the industrial uh, space, in hospitals, in heating and cooling and so forth. So, But the focus now and what we're trying to do is to intensify it to meet the current challenges that we have because you mm-hmm. will appreciate that the seven OCTs are existing and we still have a stage this load shedding. Mm. So that begs the question of what then? And we still have the pika pika plants as well, I guess. Yes, those are pikas at the mm, moment. Mm, mm. So, so you are suggesting here that if indeed three thousand megawatts would come onto the grid, it would take us uh, down the load shedding stages by three stages. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm also quite interested. Then, you know, if if you are creating here import terminal, um, yes. and it's a terminal that would be able to receive these LNG imports. Um, do we also produce LNG here domestically? I mean, I would think, uh, I know there's some gas deposits out in Mozambique, but do we have any domestic capability of the stuff or is the expectation uh, by building this infrastructure that the bulk of our LNG requirements would be met by imports? Yeah, so not not up until recently. You remember the total gas fines? Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, in Mozambique, so there is an opportunity of natural gas from there, but we know that is not a fulfilled development as yet. Mm. Um, and I cannot comment on the timelines for total. So there is potential based on the current, I mean, on the recent gas fines uh, around Motor Bay. And, and currently we get a lot of our energy from, of course, Mozambique from the Ronco pipeline, as you correctly say. So hence now these, for, the, um, for, the, for the volumes of the molecules we require, uh, we, we only have one option to do that as soon as possible is that uh, of importing. Mm, mm. And of course, you know, as you said earlier, I mean, this kind of gas has many industrial applications and your job as TNPA is not only to fuel the oils of trade, but also those of industry as well. And I'm quite interested, you know, in um, the role of this type of thing in the decarbonization or the greening of certain industrial processes. Um, I mean, are we finding industries, you know, I know that the glass sector, for instance, uses a lot of gas. Um, And, um, you know, is this the type of green stuff that we could be importing with a pipeline like this that could decarbonize the industrial processes of manufacturers like that? Look, maybe not necessarily because that's more on the process side, but I think just come back and bring it back on the electrification side mm. because the project itself we anchoring it on that aspect and of course sure. there are the markets that's why we keep on saying when we talk about the project it is to at least give up to 3,000 megawatts of electricity but not limited to that because we know that there's the involvement in the market but to come back to the question on decarbonization most definitely if you compare uh, natural gas, liquefied natural gas as a fossil fuel. Remember, it is still a fossil fuel, okay. it's not necessarily renewable. It will still have lots, uh, lower carbon emissions like your, um, when you compare it to your um, uh, uh, coal. So the decarbonization and just energy transition of the project comes in there because it is a cleaner fuel or it is under the category of cleaner fuels because it has less carbon omis- emissions. 
But also what is important around it is that just free in the justice transition aspect of it, that it helps, of course, the country to accelerate the, 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 the transition of aspect to cleaner fuels, but it is just in the fact that in it, we're going to be seeing a lot of jobs cre- created because of the, the heavy, intensive uh, uh, type of operation that is to construct the, the terminal itself. Uh, and so we're looking at about a thousand jobs being created. So it's a cleaner fuel which is not taking jobs, uh, but it is going to be creating jobs. And then the just image transition makes perfect sense within that concept. Mm, mm. And, and, and I guess let's talk. You spoke about the six billion rand in, capex, in capex that might be associated with this. The benefit for the economy of uh, Richards Bay and some of the surrounding areas, you know, Oskawini and many other places in Pangini and so on. Um, and yeah. also by way, not just of investment and uh, contribution to the provincial output, but also jobs. Yes, definitely. I think, as I mentioned, uh, the impact we have on, on jobs, and these are both skilled, semi-skilled and unskilled workers. We're talking about a least uh, 1,068 type of jobs or odd jobs, I think approximately uh, that number of jobs is just above 1,000. So, so from a social economic perspective, that's what we see. But also from an infrastructure development perspective, um, we, we're going to see a lot of that uh, change in, in Richard's Bay or KZN, mainly because our idea and our concept and the discussions around is basically trying to look at a gas-to-power plant that will be closer to this terminal as one of the key developments that would have been unlocked by this terminal coming in, uh, 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 being in operation. So you can then imagine the, 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 the spin-offs of the project uh, as potential of bringing a gas-to-power plant in KZN. Mm, mm. And of course, I guess the kind of capabilities that will be built in that area, which already has a di- very diversified set of economic activity from titanium to fertilizer to coal, steel. all manner of things happening, steel as well. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so maybe just as we wrap up, I mean, I think, you know, give us a sense. Is this, you know, the first time in a long time TNPA has had this kind of partnership or, you know, Zindo Zenoni is And I ask this because, you know, many South Africans, taxpayers might be asking themselves, you know, are we good at negotiating a good bargain for ourselves <laughs> in something that, you know, ostensibly will last for, you know, a quarter of a century here. 25 years is not, uh, is not a very short time. Yeah. So this is in the DNA of the Transnet National Port Authority. We've done concessions. I mean, if you look at the age of the commercial support as well, they're quite, uh, so, so we've got infrastructure and concessionaires or concession partnerships that have been there for more than 30 years. So this is just in the, in the nature of what we do, but the significance of these particular partnerships and its game-changing nature is in that it's going to be the first in Africa of a floating storage gasification unit coming into, into the country and the government and a, a, a private and a public partnership that is bringing in such a significant investment where TNPA now is playing a major role mm-hmm. in that investment uh, versus when one would say traditional would just get a, a concessionaire, they come in and do everything and then everything reverts back to us. But now we're actively participating in the project uh, to, to make sure that our role as government in key infrastructure projects and the spin-offs that then accrue to the country are well optimized. Sitando Gaz, Manbulera Akulu, Gospa tonight and for taking time out to speak to us. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Ayabonga. Thank you for the opportunity.